What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I have a gentleman who is truly living label free, and he's done some very dynamic things. Please let me introduce you to Michael Levy. He is an author of 17 inspirational books. He is a poet, a philosopher, and also founded the World Human Spirit Day since 2003, every February 17th. Michael, thank you for joining us. Please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background. Well, thank you, Dania, for putting me on your podcast. I'm very honoured to be on it. Thank you so much. And I, as you can tell from my accent, I'm British. I came from Manchester, England. I grew up in a what you call humble background with a corner row house, no ring at water outside toilet, da da da. And let's <laughs> go at 16. I told the teacher I'd have a Rolls Royce by the time I was 26, the poorest kid in my class. And um, when I say poor, I mean, poor by other people's standards. Sure. Nobody ever told me what poor was. So I never knew ever what poor was, ever. I've always been rich in living and wherever I've been living. I like so, that, uh, rich in living. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so I um, I started my own business in, at 19 because I was basically too high-spirited to be employed by other people. I tried a few places. Started with 100 pound which is 140 dollars in today's terms and so cloth remnants built that up into a wholesale textile corporation and also commercial property back in manchester england where people didn't want to buy these buildings old victorian buildings like you can see in maybe in new york in canal street in new york very similar type building victorian buildings and they were all textile businesses and those people who had those businesses had all closed down and the strange thing is, the people that closed down were all the people that tried to put me out of business when I started in wholesale. Because I was a cheeky young man coming along and they sold to the mill owners, don't supply him, don't supply him, da-da-da. Yeah. But they did. And uh, eventually, because you're being authentic, you do things in an authentic way, people understand that you've got credibility. So when there was a recession on, and all those people reneged on the deals with the mills, who did they come to? They came to me. Now, I've always been called stupid. And the reason why I've been called stupid is I didn't conform with clever people. Sure. Clever people's idea of life and their conscious brain doesn't conform with mine. So I did things in a, what you call, not a unique way, but a way that was being guided for me. Sure. I, I didn't know. I had no idea on this. I thought I was being clever and doing it myself and being stupid, being called by those people. But eventually I realized it's stupid what they're saying about me because I am stupid. <laughs> I was got 16, told them I'd have a Rolls Royce at 26. That was a stupid thing to say. And, but I didn't get it at 26. I got my first Rolls Royce at 28. Oh two boy, years two later. years later. <laughs> exactly. So when I actually decided that it's time to retire, my business was very successful. And also, 55 years of successful stock market investments. Oh, wow. Not in it now because it's a big bubble. But that's another subject for another time. Sure. About money and making money and, and band businesses. So when I retired at 46 and came to America to live, people said, how can you do that? You've got a successful business here. How, at your age, how can you retire at 46? Yeah. I says, I guess because I'm stupid. <laughs> the stupidity paid off. And all the clever people who went to university, who are running professionals, they're still back in Manchester. And 
most of them that I know of are struggling all the time. Sure. They're not happy, go lucky in the between the years. Sure. They've got money and they're successful, they've got big houses. But when they correspond with me, they're telling me all these powers of problems that they've got, and they're unnecessary to live those problems because there's a way of eradicating stress. Yes. We do not have to live with stress. Now, I can't manage stress because I'm stupid. <laughs> but because I am stupid, I know how to eliminate it. Now, I was clever. I only was a professional psychologist, a psychiatrist, that I'd say it's impossible to eliminate stress. And all the people that tell me it's impossible to eliminate stress, I say to them, you're 100% correct. For you, it's totally impossible. Because right. your mind's already conditioned that way. Right. But my mind doesn't live in the same field as yours. I'm in a different way of thinking. And because I am, my thoughts aren't basically my own. My thoughts are my opinions that I've got. I've got lots of those. And I can talk for hours on opinions and stuff. But those are just purely opinions. But when I write, and when I give a lecture or a talk, it's got to have wisdom, it's got to have intelligence, and it's got to contain truth. Sure. And those three facets aren't opinions. They're not belief systems. Right. Belief has three little letters in the middle. L-I-E. Yes. So a belief system can lie to us. It may or may not have nuggets of truth in it. But if you look at past history and all the wars that have been fought through religion or non-religion or through maniacs running countries and political ideas, then they've all been done by belief systems. A leader believes in something like this and the other leaders don't believe in it. So one side's got to kill the other side. Sure. And this side's got to defend itself. And that's history. And that's the way we've gone on for thousands of years now. But it doesn't need to be that way. And the reason why I started to write and talk a little bit is to try and bring to people these questions that they need to ask themselves. And the question a person needs to ask themselves is, do I choose my thoughts or do my thoughts choose me? Oh, that's good. And most people will say, well, I choose my thoughts. So, you know, I've got a brain and I know good from bad and I've got morals or I'm spiritual and this and that. I say, do you ever worry? Oh, yeah, it's natural to worry. Well, no, it's not natural to worry. It's normal to worry. But are you choosing the worry? Are you choosing to worry? Or is there a better way that when you choose your thoughts, it doesn't contain any worry? Because the universe itself doesn't contain worry. The pureness of who we are, which is our spirit, can, not one ounce of worry is in there. That's an eternal energy that contains intelligence. Now, we are eternal energy that contains intelligence. Right. The energy intelligence that we are as one conduit is no different to the conduit, if you want to call it God or spirit or the universe, however you want to define it. If you're an atheist, you'll say it's by, by chance. Well, that by chance has got intelligence and it's also got energy. You can't live without energy. Right. And you silly can't, can't respond and understand anybody without intelligence. <laughs> now, but on the other side of the equation, we have an intellect. And we have an ego. Yes. Now, the intellect and the ego wants to master this domain. And this domain is a magnificent universe filled with trillions of atoms and cells and molecules. 
and it knows how to look after itself. And if we listen carefully to it, then we'll know how to maintain it in a good orderly fashion without the use of medications as we grow up. And I'm 76, I was actually 76 on Saturday. So oh, this is my birthday. this is my birthday interview that you're giving me, Dana. Awesome, so, <laughs> and so you didn't know that, so. Uh, I do not. So this is something that we're sharing together and sharing with the viewers and listeners to your podcast that you do a fantastic job of. Thank you. you bring to people, people like me, and you've got your own fantastic intelligence and your interpretation of everything. And you can analyse what anybody's saying to you and know the chaff from the real, yeah. what is going on. And you're a 100% honest person and you won't be doing this podcast. So you'll, if, if I'm saying something that is out of question or isn't practical, you pick me up on it or, you know, you let me know. No, I actually am. We are have similar belief systems. Um, I do think that it, it is a choice to worry. And I do think that um, that is normal. It's not natural. I think what should be natural is to like surrender to the unknown and just allow the universe, you know, and God or whatever your spirituality is to guide you to what your what your destiny or your purpose is supposed to be. And I think a lot of us are programmed to to be a certain way and to believe that oh my gosh if we don't have this if we don't have the university or college degree if we don't have the perfect corporate job we don't have the house with the white picket fence that we are not we're not living the way we're supposed to hence we're not living label free we're, we're you know we want to live in this box that society says this is what you should do and um, I struggle with worry, I'm not going to lie, I, but I, I have to, when I get to that point, I have to rely on my support system and on my spirituality to bring me back to being centered and know that, okay, I'm good. God's got me. The universe has got me. I'm putting good things out there in the world. And there's no reason for me to be worried because everything I've always wanted or needed has been provided for me one way or the other. And um, I think that that is a very powerful thing that you, that you said. And it's, it's important for people to know because worry, fear, those things, those kinds of things create disease, create sickness. And, um, and that stress of those things is just is so debilitating and once we learn how to rise above that i think that our life is so much more fulfilling yeah well the thing is that not only does fear worry anxiety do harm to our own immune system and central nervous system but it also indoctrinates leaders to cause wars like we were talking about earlier it's on a bigger scale, on a global scale. So, and that caused by the worry and anxiety that's programmed into those people's heads, the conditioning of yep. being clever. You see, that's why we need to understand this word stupidity. It's not ignorance I'm talking about. Right, right. When I say stupid, it means stupid by the standard that knowledge and education want to indoctrinate us by. Because once we're indoctrinated by by the education and by that knowledge, then those become the reference points in our brain. Yeah. And that's what we refer to by our conditioning. And that causes the worry because it's a CD in our conscious brain that's whizzing around. And when an event happens, like a death of a loved one 
or and we're not prepared for that, then that worry, anxiety, grief, and fear come into our heads. But yes. we understand that we're finite beings. You weren't put on earth to last forever, right. physically. We come, we're born, the sperm hits the egg, it manifests for nine months, and then we start to become human beings in physical form. Right. So we can start to understand things. But once we start gaining a conditioning within our brain, then that cleverness takes over, takes over from the intelligence we're born with, takes over from the wisdom and the truth that's indoctrinated in every cell of our body. And now we're living with intellect, with our knowledge. And because of that, we worry. Yeah. And it's, it's natural to do that because for thousands of years, that's the way we've been programmed to be brought up as human beings. Right. But if we understand from the stupid point of view, and once you call yourself stupid, you can start to learn from it. Because the stupidity is a great teacher. Sure. Just as things that we've done in the past that had a stupid result. We don't do that again because the result was stupid. Now, if we're stupid to begin with, before we do an action, and we analyze the action, then there's a very good chance we're going to come up with a brilliant result. Because yeah. we're stupid beforehand. We're looking at it from the point of view of what can go wrong and how stupid am I? Can I perform this whatever never needs to be done? And if I'm going to do it, which way am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? And let's analyze it. You're going to do it, write a piece of paper down, put the pros and cons down of doing it. Everything has to be practical. What I'm talking about seems way out there in Zoom, Zoom, Zoom land. I don't think but, but it's got to be, but you don't because you're already in the zone. But the clever people who wouldn't even pick up one of my books up or even dream of listening to what I'm going to have to be saying will live with that suffering throughout the life. The martyrs to the cause of their own suffering, yeah. whether a person be hooked on alcohol, on cigarettes, smoking, right. drugs. Well, those are those are things that we can see, but habitual thinking, which almost every human being is programmed with, is invisible. You can't see what's going on inside a person's head. You can put an act on and look happy and go lucky. But inside the head, the problems that are going on inside there and the worry and anxiety could be manifesting a big illness for them. Now, that doesn't mean to say we don't have concern. It doesn't mean to say that we don't have concern for everything that's going on with the COVID, for other people's feelings. I won't use that word feelings. That's a mistake. For the peace and pe people's emotions. You see, I've divided the word feelings from the word emotions. And this is very important to understand. Okay, yeah, can you Emotions tell are negative parts of our brain that contain all the negative stuff. Okay. Now our feelings are what we feel and sense through our intuition, to our instincts, okay. contain only two things. And those two things they contain are our true identity. Wow. And our true identity, above all the labels, and it's fantastic, you've got, that's why I was attracted to your show more than anything. Labelless, fantastic title. Because without any labels, we are but two things that the universe provides for us, which is eternal and infinite in scope. And those two items is love and joy. Now, these two things are physical. We can explain them through the physical. Right. But we've got to understand them metaphysically. That's why I wrote the books. 
to understand metaphysically what joy, J-O-Y, just obey yourself. Your self-identity of love and joy, not the identity of Michael Levy or Daniel. That's not who you are. It's your name and your answer to it, and you'll perform your role plays through it. And the role plays you'll perform are far greater once you've read the universal script that gives you that script on a moment-to-moment basis. Yeah. As you know, this is reversed. So the scripts that are coming in now is coming in from the universe. Right. I've never read any books. I've not been taught by any professors or teachers. I'm not tainted by education. So what's coming in is pure. Right. Now, people might not want to believe that. And that's none of my business whether you believe it or not. But it happens to be true. I'm a conduit and always have been for being this stupid young lad. And I'm so a stupid young lad at 76. I'm no different to what I was when I was six. <laughs> I'm happy-go-lucky. I enjoy the moments. Yeah. I always have done. Now, do things come and try and distract me? Sure do. Absolutely. Just before the show came on, somebody started drilling in the, I'm in the condo, so somebody started drilling above me, making a big noise with jackhammers and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what did I say, say to my wife? She said, oh, look what's going on. I said, fantastic. I said, I'll use that noise to tell people not to get distracted in life by things that they don't like. Yeah. No matter what you think you don't like, learn to accept it and send it a blessing. Whether it's somebody's insult, whether it's somebody's idea of whatever they want to think it is, and it might differ to your political views or religious views, bless them for it. Because that's what they've got to live with in their life. And they've got to suffer through that brain. And you've got to have compassion for that. Yes. Not try and argue with it and try and change people. That can be the hard sometimes, you- though. I mean, as kind of a person as I am and as loving as I am, there are, some, there are certain people that have come across my path that it has been a struggle to be compassionate <laughs> towards tell them. Me, tell me an example of that. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think probably like, so last year was a good example. I, I kind of connected with a little bit, even at this age, I'm 44. I connected with a little bit of the, the wrong crowd because of, I think more because of COVID and everybody was locked down. And I, you know, I was able to connect with somebody that, that had freedom and, and had the time to spend with me because I'm single. I live by myself and, um, just it, it, the relation, the friendship did not end well. She kind of, she, she was very heavily into drugs and alcohol and she definitely had a, like, um, a freak out moment and did some damage to my property. And at that point I was like, you know, I, I just cut this person out of my life. And every once in a while, I think about that lesson that was learned last year. And it just makes me a little, uh, you know, because I did end up introducing her to a lot of my um circle and she's been <laughs> she kind of has started hanging out with a lot of them and it and it, it makes me a little it, it irks me a little bit because it's like you know those are my friends <laughs> you know you did damage to my property because you had a freak out moment when you were wasted and it's like it's hard for me to have that compassionate peace and I, I i just like i had to cut that out of my life okay so if you go trace that back and learn that how stupid it was to have that anxiety from another person bullying your brain and getting into your head because then she had power over you. Yes. So because she had power over you, you allowed that because you were clever. Your cleverness, part of your brain, 
what you understood to be who she was yes. and the way she was acting, which was an erroneous way of acting, influenced the way you were thinking and it got you angry and earn all that kind of stuff. But now when you look at that as stupidity, then you see how stupidity works because now you can bless her for and not allowing you now in future to use that clever brain of yours to allow any other person to bully you and get into your head. Yeah. Whether it be a politician, whether you like Mr. Trump or Mr. Biden, a lot of people are divided in the country. So when Trump was in, a lot of people on social media hated him. Now a lot of people on the other side are hating Biden. Now they're living with that suffering and you've got to understand the suffering they're going through. I have compassion for both sides. Sure. I stay in the middle and you see, I have a mantra, circle the 361 degree, the mystic point. And people say, well, where's the 361 degree? Well, that's what you've got to look out for yourself. It's a thing that you can think about and think about that. It's infinite thought. I've only scratched the surface. I come up with it, or the universe gave it me, but I've only probably answered about 20% of the mystery that's within that circle. Sure. The 361 degree, the mystic point. Or you can call it the mystics point. It can be plural or it can be singular. And each one has got a different connotation to it and brings your brain into a fantastic realm. And when it goes into that realm, if you're a writer, it'll produce fantastic creativity for you. Sure. Because it's a realm of creativity that we're all part of. And the greatest writers of all time allow themselves to go into those realms. And I developed a style of writing over the years that produced these books and they're very different to other books that are out there. Now, I've never advertised, I've never ever used PR and I've never tried to convince anybody to read a book. I would never try and do that to anybody because a person has to be ready to go on a journey of self-discovery. That's yeah. all it's about. Yeah. Can I discover myself or am I willing to go onto that journey and see what makes me ticked off? Yeah. Because at the end of my days, when it comes to leave Earth in our physical form, we came in crying with a slap on the bottom. <laughs> when I go out laughing with a big smile on our face and the joy of leaving Earth. And, the, and that is a joyful event. It's a joyful event because it's a celebration of the life that we've lived. To be crying over it or worrying about it and have anxiety about it of something that is so definite that even the, the most billion, biggest billionaires in the world or the, the most prestigious people, whether the uh, royalty, whatever's going on in the world, you've got a finite existence. Right. And, and I found that the people I've met were on the last legs, maybe uh, 24 hours to go or something. There's some kind of a remission there for them from an illness and they, they get the faculties back and things like that. And they say, why was I worrying? Why did it bring all this stress on myself? Well, why not learn that before you're ready to pop off? Why not use the rest of your life to enjoy the love and joy of who you are every moment that you're here on earth? And spread that love and joy to other people. Share it. Allow them to live it themselves. And if they want to decry you for it, if they want to criticize you, kiss them and bless them for doing it. Yes. I love and it. And just pass it around, no matter who it is, whether it be Hitler, 
And somebody as evil as that, I'm Jewish, and as you know, six million Jews went to the gas chamber. Now, spirit isn't a whim. And when I say I'll kiss and bless Hitler, well, I'll kiss and bless his spirit and his soul. Right, but right. if I had a gun in my hand and I was next to him, would I shoot him? Sure would. <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> to save let's to save the lives. Well, everything I'm saying is real. I mean, spirit isn't a whim. You don't you don't stand up and let somebody beat you into the ground physically. Right, right. Mentally, they can't touch you if you're in your bubble wrap spirit. And you can't ever experience the stress of what they're trying to lump onto you. Yeah. So you're immune to that now. Now you're immune to it. Right. Maybe in the past you might have succumbed to it when I was in business. Maybe I rose to debate sometime and my ego fought somebody else's ego. And my ego is strong, so I can fight somebody else's ego pretty good. I was a good businessman. In fact, I was a great businessman. And that's why I was able to do what I was able to do. Yeah. And I was a great investor in the stock market. People today don't agree with me what I'm saying. 99%. I wrote for SeekingAlpha.com. Didn't agree. look at the people that responded to it. Nobody wanted to say, you're right when you say gold is not a safe haven and it's not a place to put your money in times of stress. It's not a currency. And now you've got Bitcoin, yep. which yep. is like a chain letter. It's got no intrinsic value to it. But it's trading now at $54,000 for something that's zero value. Zero. And it always like zero. And it's just a speculative thing. Right. But even Musk has bought one and a half billion dollars worth it in, in his company. So they believe in it. Belief again. Right. And the stock market again. It was down for about a week, the uh, high tech stocks. But now they've come roaring back today. And five days down, come back in one day. Because people are running back in. Right. At massive valuations. And even one of the greatest companies in the world, Apple, has got a PE valuation of around 30. Wow. 30 times earnings. Yeah. Now, will you go into a supermarket and buy an apple that should be a dollar and pay $30 for it? A regular apple that you're going to eat. Right, right. I know what you mean. But that's what people are doing with the stocks. Yeah. And they're indoctrinated to buy on dips. Okay. So this is where the indoctrination of the cleverness comes in. But at some stage... If you understand history, everything levels out and everything gets down to a basic fundamental level of fair value. Okay. And at some stage, this is what will happen to the market. It'll crash down to a level. And all the people that have been buying in on the dips who thought that was the correct thing to do will have to suffer for that. And that's happened in 08, happened in 2000, and it happened in 87, when I was warning people exactly as I am now. I remember being in the golf club. I hadn't written any books. I was just a stupid businessman. When we're in a, suit, in a, in a golf club, call me stupid then. Yeah. You see, I've always had the label of stupidity. <laughs> and whenever I, I've gone through all that life. Now, a lot of those people who call me stupid died of diseases. Yeah. Thoroughly. Because of the way the brain was conditioned. So it's practical what I'm saying. It's workable. If you want to explore it and dig a little bit deeper, then how it all manifests itself. Woo! Michael, <laughs> holy cow, man, we could talk for hours. We're already like I'm not even scratched the surface. <laughs> we did. We're gonna have to do another, we're gonna have to do another episode. I want because I want to hear more about these books. I want to ask you some of these questions, but we're like we're starting to run out of time. <laughs> you are very, very uh enlightened. 
I know you say you're stupid. You have some stupidity. We all do, but you are incredibly enlightened. And I just absolutely love this conversation because it like you're hitting on, you're firing on many different cylinders that uh, I'm connecting with. And I'm sure a lot of the audience will connect with as well. Um, but yeah, we're going to have to do a, another episode because um, it's, about time to start wrapping this up. Is there any final words that you'd, do you have any plugs, like any links or anything that you could let people know where they can find you to connect with you and possibly, um, you know, if they want to find your books and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is pointoflife.com. That's P-O-I-N-T-O-F-L-I-F-E, pointoflife.com. I am also a radio host on Blog Talk Radio. Okay, cool. or maybe I'll have you on a, as a guest sometime in the future. Absolutely, I'll reciprocate. Um, I'm booked up probably to the end of May at the moment, but uh, I have a big list of authors and people. Well, like, I had an astrophysicist come on called Brian Keaton. That's very cool. I've had um, somebody called John Leaf who wrote a book called The Secret Language of Cells. He's one of the top professors in the world today. Oh, wow. Another, another big professor was Bill Sullivan that came on, talking about... Um, his the cells of the body and please to meet me. So these guys are on a level way beyond anything I've been educated. Sure. But if you listen to those conversations on Blog Talk Radio, and it's the Point of Life show, goes out every Saturday at ten o'clock. Okay. And they're all recorded. It's half only half an hour. It's a half an hour show. It's only by phone, not visual. Okay. And it's simple. You see, I've not got the brain to understand the workings of high-tech stuff but i i, I, I get away from it i think the inner workings though of the conversation you everybody can connect with i don't even if they're at an astrophysicist level because i feel like that is very intertwined with what you're talking about oh it really is because we talked about the metaphysical universe and he happens to be quite he, actually he's a he's a he's one of the top astrophysicists but he's also religious, he's Jewish, and he, he believes in the Jewish religion, he's orthodox. And he, if you listen to his life story, again, it's very interesting how somebody who is a scientist, who should never be part of religion, because uh, most scientists, 75%, say, just don't accept right. it. And the right. other 25%, they'll look at maybe a bit of the spirit side of it, but not on the religious it's, side of it. Because being religious or spiritual is not logical for them. Exactly. Well, it's, well basically... If you look at it in the truest form, how it was formed, each religion, it was formed through spirit. But over time, it became written in stone and became dogmatic. And dogmatic rules contain fear. And because they contain fear, people are indoctrinated from birth with the fear when they're reading the holy books. Right. And then a lot of it is causes, like the wars in the Middle East and places, the differences in the culture of talking about the same entity, or to talk about of God, sure. but they're using it by their clever side of the brain. If they realize it was stupid, they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Again, you've got to realize this stupidity until the moment we can call ourselves stupid. And that's what I'll leave the thought with you. Okay. Until we accept we're all stupid, every human being on earth. The only ones that aren't stupid on earth are the trees, the plants, the ocean. The animals, well, only two animals might be. <laughs> chimpanzee might do stupid stuff because they're very close. There's only 1% difference in a chimpanzee's brain and the human beings. So they might have some of our traits. Right. But the majority, the birds don't, the fish don't, 
right. they follow what they follow and they don't argue with it. A tree right. bends with the wind. We want to say, wind, you're not going to bother me. I'm going to climb like a wrist in a bigger storm. I don't care if I perish. And they do, and they do perish. Yeah. I'm going to go out and fly in a massive storm. And many people fly in a small aircraft in the storm. They perish because they were cleverer than the weather. Yeah. They thought they could beat nature. We cannot beat nature. We cannot ignore truth. We can't bend truth. We can't twist truth. We might try to, but we become involved in something when we try to bend the truth. Then our conscience starts to prick us and we realize what we've done later in life. Nobody escapes karma. No. Karma is what the universe provides for us. So we level the playing field for every human being and every life form. And we're just one little planet. We're one little planet in an infinite universe yes. that contains everything imaginable. And everything that we deem to be impossible today, if we could live forever in the physical and have the experience of it, you'd understand everything is possible. Yes. Because whatever has been discovered through science was always there. Gravity has always been around. Newton discovered it because he was interested in taking it further than other scientists. Right. And whatever words that we're talking about now, our conversation that we're having now, this conversation went on 14 billion years ago, pre-Big Bang, because it's taken 14 billion years to manifest it, to two people to come together in love and joy and talk about it in the way we're talking about it. So it's taken a long time. I love that. Oh, that's going to be... Give me, that was fantastic. Oh my gosh, Michael, I, you are just amazing. Thank you so much for this incredible conversation. Um, well, on that note, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.